For many people, the struggle facing the people of Palestine seems so far removed from who we are and how we live our lives that we can simply ignore it. The issues that face the people of Palestine and the occupation of Israel and the West Bank is extremely complicated. The history of this conflict dates back over 100 years since Britain took control of the area known as Palestine after the ruler of that part of the Middle East. The Ottoman Empire was defeated in World War I. The land was inhabited by a Jewish minority and Arab majority. Tensions grew when the international community gave Britain the task of establishing a national home in Palestine for Jewish people. Palestinian Arabs also claimed the land and opposed the move. By 1947, the UN voted for Palestine to be split into separate Jewish and Arab states. This was accepted by Jewish leaders, but rejected by the Arab side and never implemented. Fast forward to today, and there are many settlements that have been built in the West Bank and East Jerusalem, and Palestinians say these are illegal under international law and obstacles to peace. Israel denies this. So it's a particularly difficult situation. What is significant is that for the people of Palestine, they do not have much of a voice to speak out against the insurrection of them as a people. There was a similar situation in South Africa. If you were black and from South Africa, you had no rights to a free society, and it resulted in tensions between black South Africa and white South Africa. While this division was deeply unfair, there were similarities between the tensions at the time with the civil rights movement in America in the 1960s. America had a voice in Martin Luther King, who was able to speak out for civil rights for all people. It was something that everybody could get behind, and as a people realized the struggle, more and more people took a stand. When New Zealand decided to take part in a rugby tour of South Africa, this legitimized the apartheid in South Africa, and the other African nations decided to make a stand against this tour, resulting in all African competitors of the 1976 Summer Olympics boycotting the Games. This stand was deeply embarrassing for the organizers of that year's Games, particularly due to the spiraling costs to host the Games in Montreal, Canada. Later on in the UK, as Margaret Thatcher became Prime Minister in 1979, the question was asked about UK sanctions in South Africa, and her attitude was so focused on the UK economy that she refused to issue sanctions against South Africa. Goods and services continued to trade, and even our cricket team even toured during her tenure. The British people during that time, and even in my household, drew up lists of brands, products and services that would be boycotted to support the people of South Africa. I remember that period very well. Advertising was very big, and I always remember the commercials for Del Monte. You know the one. The man from Del Monte, he says yes. There would be people I knew with a carton of orange juice with the Del Monte branding. I was quite oblivious as to why we boycotted at the time, but I'm glad we did, because all the little contributions that made people made, that people made for many years was a catalyst for change in South Africa. Now there is an apartheid in Israel. I look at companies, goods and services that are traded in Israel, and there are many international companies that trade. The UN Human Rights Office released a long-anticipated report which names companies with ties to Israeli West Bank settlements. There are 112 listed. The issue has been highly sensitive as companies appearing in such a database could be targeted for boycotts or divestment aimed at stepping up pressure on Israel over its West Bank settlements, which most countries 
and the United Nations view as illegal. Goods produced there include fruit, vegetables and wine. So when I learned today that a multinational company decided that it was no longer to sell its products in, in Israel, it did come as a tremendous surprise. Ben & Jerry's has always had very strong values at its heart. and From their website, they are supporting criminal justice reform, voting rights, racial justice, LGBTQ plus rights, climate justice, campaign finance reform and refugee rights. They made this statement on the 19th of July titled, Ben and Jerry's will end sales of our ice cream in the occupied Palestinian territory. The backlash from Israel, in particular the Israeli Prime Minister Nefertili Bennett, has been swift. He warns that he will take strong action against boycotts. Putting aside the polit politics of the situation for a second, the real question is, why shouldn't a company that makes a product for consumption decide where they sell their product and where they don't? If I work in a shop and a customer is abusive to me, the management has a right to refuse service and that customer cannot demand entry. This is enforceable by the police if necessary. Who could have that person removed? Why can't a company refuse to sell their product in a country without fear of being sued or even other more serious consequences? It reminded me of something I learned in sales many years ago, and that was the takeaway close. Put simply, it is an effective way of communicating that a product or service is available for a limited time, and in this case, Ben & Jerry's were trying for years to find a solution to the moral issues that the company faced, and repeatedly stated that they would have to cease trading in the OPT. Now that the deadline has occurred, it is like an investor has now missed out on the deal of the century. Ben & Jerry's is popular in Israel, its ice cream coming in special flavors to mark Jewish festivals or national events, but it is also sold in Israeli settlements and this was against the values of the company. Obviously, it is just one company out of many others that trade there, but for many people that do not understand the struggle, many more love the taste of good quality ice cream. It might make people make more might make people pay more attention. I mean, we are 100 years on from the start of this conflict, but it is the start of something. And if it means that we are to boycott other products and services in the future in order to make people heard, then it must be a good thing.